time being seven o'clock, I call the September 28th, 2022 meeting of the Franklin Town Council to order. Please pause for a moment of silence. Please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. <laughs> Announcements from the chair. All citizens are now welcome to attend public board and committee meetings in person. Meetings are live streamed by Franklin TV and shown on Comcast Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29. In an effort to maximize citizen engagement opportunities, citizens will be able to continue to participate remotely via phone or you may click the zoom link that is on the posted agenda and on the town's website phone number is 929-205-6099 and the zoom id is 843-3081-2 six seven and then you need to hit the pound sign once again the zoom id eight four three three zero eight one five two six seven pound if residents are just interested in watching the meeting it will also be live streamed by franklin tv citizens comments Citizens are welcome to express their views for up to three minutes on a matter that is not on the agenda. The council will not engage in a dialogue or comment on a matter raised during citizens' comments. The town council will give remarks appropriate consideration and may ask the town administrator to review the matter. Is there anyone in council chambers that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? Please, just come forward and just name an address, please. Okay, Carol O'Neill, 11 Cold Road. Hi, I just wanted uh, to give my comment about the, uh, the state flag. Um, I wasn't able to uh, make it uh, another time when it's being discussed. Um, I am hoping that we get a new state flag. Um, because uh, while it may have been their truth at the time, it's not our truth now. And um, a flag is something that you want to wave uh, and, and be proud of. That's a flag. And um, we're talking about Native peoples who actually, uh, we took our land from them. Hey, let's face it. Um, and I hear that they're not too happy with our flag. That, to me, is enough to change it, all right? It needs to be something that we are proud of. Uh, born and raised in Massachusetts, um, I'm very proud of this state. I love this state. And um, I wanna continue to be proud of this state. So please consider, historically, we can always keep that part 
uh, the museum in Boston. We can, you know, keep it for historical purposes. We always should. But we need to have something that makes us proud that we can wait in the state of Massachusetts. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else in council chambers that would like to speak? Hi there, Rachel Lucas, 37 Anchorage Road. And uh, I'm going to echo what's said, and uh, I want to let the council know that this subject uh, uh, regarding the changing of the Massachusetts state flag and seal is something that the town of Franklin is, in fact, talking about. Children, as well as the adults, are uh, reaching out about this. So I'm really, really glad that it is on your minds. I'm not so glad that it's not on the agenda today because it, there is really no reason to continue this conversation. There are uh, a number of different reasons why uh, this energy is here and why the Frank residents are calling for it. So uh, I want to just leave it, though, with a message that was actually delivered by uh, King Philip. And it puts this in a little more uh, immediate reflection. So this was following a speech that came when the Rhode Islander named John Borden tried to dissuade King Philip uh, from launching a campaign against the New Englanders, became known as the war. And this is what Philip says, he goes, the English who came first to this country were but a handful of people, forlorn, poor, and distressed. My father did all in his power to serve them. Others came, their numbers increased. My father's counselors were alarmed. They urged him to destroy the English before they became strong enough to give law to the Indians and take away their country. My father was also the father to the English. He remained their friend. Experience shows that his counselors were right. The English disarmed my people. They tried them by their own laws and assessed damages my people could not pay. And it goes on a little bit, but Let's, let's keep what really happened here in mind. I've heard a lot of residents of Franklin talking about how history is being hidden here. Uh, and I'd like us to consider that that's what we were just hearing there is the real history. And that's what's currently silenced right now. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Is there anyone else in council chambers that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? Okay, is there anyone out in Zoom land that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? Not seeing anything. Okay, moving on. Uh, approval of minutes. I'd entertain a motion to approve the minutes from August 17th, 2022. So moved. Second. Motion in the second. Discussion, additions, deletions. <clears throat> Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? <clears throat> motion carries. I now entertain a motion to approve the minutes from September 7th, 2022. So moved. Second. Motion in the second. Discussion, additions, deletions. Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Uh, proclamations and recognitions. We have none scheduled this evening. Uh, we do have four appointments this evening. Our first appointment is to the Agricultural Commission. Uh, Daniel Morse and clerk will read the 
appointment. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is an appointment uh, for the Agricultural Commission for Daniel Morse of 15 Spring Street, Franklin, Massachusetts, 02038. The Agricultural Commission has recommended the appointment of Daniel Morse to serve as an associate member of the Agricultural Commission with the term to expire on June 30th, 2023. This is a motion to ratify the appointment by the Town Administrator of Daniel Morse to serve as an associate member of the Agricultural Commission. Second. Motion in the second. Discussion, Jamie. And Steve, Mr. Chair, uh, I think Dan's qualified. Uh, <laughs> I would think he is. <laughs> uh, but he's here tonight, and we thank him very much for stepping up to the plate and volunteering for us. Thank you. Uh, counselors? Any counselors? Um, I just so happen to know Mr. Morris. Yeah. Um, I think people have information that I don't have. See, so yeah, on a farm. He owns Wadsworth Farm. He's a graduate of Stockbridge. He's right over there. Uh, he's a Stockbridge school grad, so of course Brutus was in favor of this. Uh, right? The Stockbridge stuff. Dan, you want to come up and give a little background? Please. I not a very good at public speaking. No, that, that's all right. <laughs> no, None of us are. Been in the egg business for a long time. My family's been here for a long time. Um, I'm part of the agricultural community here and have a farm and thought I'd volunteer my time and um, give it a shot. I've never been in any town government or anything like that and I thought it'd be a good idea. So that's about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thank, you. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Kobe, anything else? Uh, as a reminder that I know the farm well. <laughs> Okay, and his grandparents on Roots Farm, which was right down the street. So, any other questions or comments from council? Okay, all those in favor of appointing Daniel Morse as the associate member to the Agricultural Commission, commission signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Welcome, Dan, and thank you for stepping up. No problem. <laughs> Uh, next appointment is Conservation Commission, Megan Hagen. Clerk will read the appointment. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is an appointment for the Conservation Commission for Megan Hagen, uh, 13 Ward Haven Drive, Franklin, Massachusetts, 02038. The Conservation Commission has recommended the appointment of Megan Hagen to serve as a member of the Conservation Commission with a term to expire on June 30th, 2025. Uh, this is a motion to ratify the appointment by the town administrator of Megan Hagen to serve as a member of the Conservation Commission. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion, Jamie. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, so Megan, uh, this is her first volunteer opportunity in the community. We're very uh, fortunate to have her. She also, too, is very qualified because she's a teacher uh, at Franklin Children's School. But in all, for, for all seriousness, um, she cares very much about protecting the environment and conservation and uh, is looking to give back to the community. So uh, we're lucky to have Megan uh, come forward. Thank you. Questions or comments from the council? Thank you, Mr. Councilor Chairman. Just want to add my enthusiastic support of Meg for this particular position. She's an outstanding person, a wonderful mom, and uh, is often seen at Delcart and other parts of town with her kids enjoying the woods and the trails. So I know that this would be right up early and certainly something that she'll uh, do right by us in this town position. So thank you for stepping up. Any other questions or comments? 
Councillor Jones. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, first of all, um, I didn't get a chance to say thank you to Daniel for stepping up and, and volunteering for the ADCOM. She's now making for conservation. I know we've got a couple of individuals as well that have stepped up to fill these appointments. I've said it several times before. I'm going to continue to say it again. Um, this, uh, this means so much to me that the community and the people step up to fill these, these vacant um, volunteer positions. And I want to say that from my heart, thank you for stepping up. For some of you, it might seem like a little bit of a uh, an odd thing to get into a volunteer government position like this. I've never, I've never done it before, but um, thank you for stepping up and supporting the community in, in the way that you have. Thank you, Mr. Thank you, Councillor Jones. Any other councillors? With that, I would uh, ask for the appointment of Conservation Commission to Megan Hagen. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries, Megan, welcome. And thank you for stepping forward. Okay, next appointment, Council on Aging, Kimberly Muchow. Uh, clerk will read the appointment. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is an appointment to the Council on Aging. Uh, for Kimberly Muchow of 4 Briarwood Road, Franklin, Massachusetts, 02038. The Council on Aging has recommended the appointment of Kimberly Muchow to serve as a member on the Council of Aging with a term to expire on June 30, 2023. Uh, motion to ratify the appointment by the Town Administrator uh, of Kimberly Muchow to serve as a member of the Council on Aging. Second. Motion and second. Discussion. Jamie. I hope I don't have to speak on this one. I think we all hopefully know Kim really well. Um, I just happened to look at her application real quick and she called herself a professional volunteer. I was going to say the same thing. Um, she's incredibly dedicated and the uh, Council on Aging uh, recommended her appointment. Thank you, Dean. Councilor Jones. Um, just a quick question about the dates. Um, Mr. Morse and Ms. Mucho have expirations of June 30, 2023. These one year terms. Yes. Oh, okay. Or they're, um, I believe they're both so filling out. What is a They're both filling out current terms. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say it's a, that's not even really a one year term. Both of them, I believe, through this chair, had, um, had folks that resigned in midterm. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions or comments from the council? Seeing none, the vote will come on the appointment of Kimberly Muchow to the Council on Aging. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. And our final appointment is to the Finance Committee and uh, Michael Hamilton. Uh, the clerk will read the appointment. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is an appointment to the Finance Committee for Michael Hamilton of 8 Churchill Road, Franklin, Massachusetts, 02038. The Finance Committee has recommended the appointment of Michael Hamilton to serve as a member of the Finance Committee with a term to expire on June 30, 2025. This is a motion to ratify the appointment by the Town Administrator, Michael Hamilton, to serve as a member of the Finance Committee. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion, Jamie. Through you, Mr. Chair. So we did uh, also bring this appointment through the Finance uh, Committee. Uh, Mr. Conley and uh, Mr. Riley have both uh, talked to Mr. Hamilton and endorsed his appointment. Um, as the resume says, uh, he's currently a small business owner and also uh, has an MBA and a finance degree from Fordham. Um, and I know he's looking forward. He's here tonight in case any folks have any questions for him. 
Including you, Mr. Chairman, just in case you have to. Thank you. <laughs> Questions or comments uh, from the committee? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to appoint Michael Hamilton to the Finance Committee. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Michael, welcome. Again, thank you for stepping forward. You're welcome. Okay, moving on. Hearings, none scheduled. License transactions, none scheduled. Presentations and discussions. We do not have any this evening. We do have a couple of legislation for actions. The first one is Resolution 22-61, Direction for Issuance of Request for Proposals for Town Property Containing the South Franklin Congregational Meeting House located at 762 Washington Street. Clerk will read the resolution. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is Resolution 22-61. Direction for issuance of request for proposal for town property containing South Franklin Congressional Meeting House located at 762 Washington. Motion Street. to waive the reading. It's a joint reading. It's about three pages long. Like, <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody to jump in here. Uh, we have a motion and a second to waive the reading. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? No. Motion carries. No. One no. <laughs> <laughs> move, move resolution 22 62. 61. 61. 61. I'm sorry. Second. Yeah, I should have read it. Motion and a second. <laughs> Discussion. Jamie, you can give us a much easier summary, I'm sure. Uh, so, thank you, Mr. Chairman. So, tonight's action, just to make sure we're very clear about tonight's vote, tonight's vote will direct myself and purchasing agent um, and staff the ability to put out the request for proposals. Um, I know we've talked about this for a bunch of months, but um, I think as I'm sitting here tonight, um, I just would say that um, I think the council has talked about this, uh, I think with uh, Council Calegri and many, for many years. Um, I'm not so sure, and my predecessor is probably watching at home, never thinking we'd ever be here at this day where an actual RFP would be going out for this property. Um, and for the building and that there are uh, uh, interested parties. Um, I would say that there was, uh, the, Brian is here tonight, uh, who drafted the RFP with our town attorney. Uh, if you have any specific questions, I just want to note uh, in here, uh, the main issue that most of the council and folks were concerned about is a preservation restriction on the facade of the building. Um, that is a, that is clearly a uh, condition of this. Uh, perfect timing, Alicia. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> and then, as folks can see up here on the map, just so we're clear, um, there is the section in the back where the dotted lines are um, that would remain uh, town property uh, for the water uh, pump station that's back there. That um, has access and will have access uh, off Colt Road. So if you look at where the 752 is, that's the actual church. And then the, the portion that's above the dotted line uh, that abuts Washington Street will compose the uh, will compose the uh, the property that's offered out through the RFP. That's it at a very high level. Um, there are some dates in here. If you want, me, depends on how much detail you guys want me to go into. 
Um, it's a 17-page RFP. Um, the deadline, I believe, is in November um, for bids, uh, November 3rd, uh, and there will be an on-site um, site visit uh, in the middle of October. We've already had two site visits in open houses, uh, but in case anybody is interested in putting in a formal bid, they can come to that open house uh, as well. As you can tell, I'm frantically searching for what that date is because I can't remember it. I think it's October 12th, Brian. Well, October 12th, 19th. Oh, October 19th. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then the deadline will be November 3rd. Uh, thank you, thank you, Jamie. I, I just. For a little more clarity, the uh, square footage of uh, the property that's going to be sold. 28,550. And just want to make sure that everybody, that does not make it a non-conforming in that particular uh, zone, correct? I believe that's correct. Yeah, the way the uh, RP is written up is the, the southern portion, which we would retain, would be retained as a permanent easement. So the lot size would not change. They just couldn't put any change anything on the bottom side of the property. Okay. 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 That answers my question. When I saw the lot cut up, ah. I just wanted to make sure that we weren't making a lot non-conforming. Okay, questions. Councilor Comey, Ledger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, to the town administrator. Jamie, I see that we've got a minimum bid price of $1,000. Can you explain to me the bid deposit price of $25,000? What would that, I know it's going in escrow, but what's that money to be used for? It wouldn't be used, but it's just to put it basically a down payment down to show that they're serious and that there's some sort of collateral in case something didn't work out. It's I think, believe it's very similar to a bonding that you would have uh, at a housing project. Okay, thank you. Any other questions from Councilor Hamlin? Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I just wanted to thank everyone in the town staff that worked on this because we had a lot of details and a lot of issues that we were really worried about, and I think everything is in there. Um, so that is wonderful. Thank you so much. I have one question about the exterior, like um, the the present the ugh, can't even think of the word. But um, facade. The facade. Yeah. Um, is there a way to be a little more detailed about that? To say things like, you know, like, do we want to have the sign always left on the facade of the building to show um, when it was built and what it was and um, just like all that kind of historic things that are in there that are, um, I don't know if we can like preserve that sign as well. And also like, are we gonna leave the bell there? And, um, <laughs> and, and there's, you know, there's questions Wake about up the that kid. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, through you, Mr. Chair. Um, I believe some of the details, so just for the public's, uh, for, uh, for the folks watching and for listening at home, uh, the, um, there's a couple of restrictions in here. One is deeded to the affordability issue, which was a big priority. Um, here's the language. The building's historic facade must be maintained. Permanent historic preservation deed restriction to preserve the historic exterior will be required. Um, I think when we, if, presuming we have any bidders, 
Um, when the sale transaction goes through, if there are some criteria such as like white paint, we can get into those types of details. Um, I think um, some of the logic is, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but the more restrictive you make, say the window uh, grading or something, or it has to be of this wood, or the bell has to be there, um, obviously that could hinder the amount of interest that would be there. And so the, typically what you do is a little bit more open-ended um, to try to get at least some interested parties to bid, and then when you do, when you see those specifics, you work those things out on the sale of the transaction. Okay, thank within you. Within the parameters of what the vision is for the, for the actual business. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Jamie. Um, we're just questions about kind of the process. Yeah. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. All set. Any other Councilor Pellegrini. Um, when the Habitat for Humanities came forward, what was it that they brought forward? Are they gonna be a part of this um, RFP? I would hope that they would bid, seeing as how they showed interest, I think, but this is an open bid that anybody can bid on. Right. So it's not a limited bid. Um, I think, I'm hoping, that it would be a buzzkill. <laughs> you know, they went through all this work for several months, I think, like other folks did, not just the church that went there, but also, as we talked about at previous meetings, you know, we did have a couple of dozen folks did show up to take a look at the building to look at it and see what potential was there. Um, but this does not prohibit anybody else uh, from not putting in a bid, anybody can put in a bid that meets these minimum criteria. Um, and I see that it's $1,000 for um, buying the building and the $25,000 for um, just to be put in escrow. Yeah. I read this, but I don't remember seeing um, anything to say that they had to have it for so long, or can they turn around and sell it right away? Or Five years. Will they be able to sell it? Excuse me, Mr. Chairman. I think there might be a couple questions in there, Council Plug, yeah, I'm not right. sure, but number one is a five-year, you know, they have to they have to finish things within five years to make some sort of progress because we have had, as you know, with like New Style, we did enter in an RFP and, and it didn't go forward and we had to cut that contract. So um, that will be in there. And I'm, I think that might answer your question. I hope. Well, my second part of the question was, in five, after five years then, are they going to be able to turn around and sell it for a profit? Oh, no, it'll be deeded affordable. Yeah. It, it'll, be in, it'll be in the deed, just like any of the units that Maxine um, does downstairs, all those affordable housing units, it goes right into the deed on the property, so they can't flip it around and then sell it for market rate okay. and make you know a half a million dollars or whatever. They have to have that, and we did put in the local preference at all of our requests for Franklin residents to have that unit, so I think over long haul, you're hoping that um, you know, you're hoping that there is some sort of a rotation to some degree, right? That every, whatever, 10, 15 years or whatever families are, this is where you get your leg up and hopefully this will put a family in a good position to be able to um, move up in the community or another community, whatever they decide. Okay, All set? Sure. Councilor Jones. Thank you, Chairman. Just a quick administrative question. Um, in regards to who an R, this particular RFP in regards to this particular property is in regards to what the council handle was talking about. 
there's any potential changes that will be offered to the building, who would that negotiation go to you directly or through us? So in other words, let's say for instance Habitat gets it uh, and they decide to make certain changes, who, who makes the rule or not, whether or not certain changes are allowed and certain changes are not allowed. Right. Um, I think that question is probably best answered after we get bids to not be presumptuous, but the purchase and sale, and I'm guessing our town attorney is off uh, for witness observance this week, um, but my educated guess tells me at some point there'll have to be some sort of vote and or signature to actually dispose this, of the property to whoever the awardee is. So Councilman Jones, I think at that time, if there's little details or specifics that need to be worked out, I think we can work those out with the uh, with the prospective bidder. Okay. So that would be you guys. Yeah, <laughs> that was the ultimate <laughs> answer you were looking for. You have control. Yeah. I did. I, I simply, what I was getting at is something that was going to now fall under yourself and the building department. Councillor Frangillo. Just a quick one. Um, why, why single family uh, specifically? Like why, why do we feel a need to add that piece and then what is it necessarily referred to? Good question. So one, it'll make it a conforming lot because that's the zoning for the area, which is probably one of the most important factors in determining that. Um, uh, and then, you know, once you turn it and say a triple decker, you've got four times the car, you know, some of those details. So you want to make it that conforming lot that the chair mentioned earlier. Um, I think the other oddity of why a single family, there were builders that came in to do a tour of the house during the open house. Um, and if you go in, I mean into the church, if you go in, there's a, there's a stairwell that goes upstairs. And, and the ceiling height is an awkward height. It, it obviously was not built in 2020, you know, where each floor is pretty, you know, pretty, 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 pretty set. You know, 10 feet, 11 feet. This is like 15 feet and three quarters or something. Like it's a very odd height. And so I didn't really meet anybody, and they did meet with the building commissioner at those open houses to get more than one unit in there. Outside of the zoning issue, the building can form itself would make it very difficult to make into a duplex or a, or a triple decker. You just won't have the space to be able to make more than one unit. Especially when you're trying to gear a house towards a family, children. There's no. We did discuss with some builders loft ideas, things of that sort, and it just the, the building shape is awkward. And the internal ceiling, the, on the inside of the ceiling, I think there was a hesitancy from anybody that was there to really tinker with that and start bashing it up. And I think there's an intent to keep the inside ceiling and the inside room the way it is, which is really good for historic preservation purposes. So it's just an odd-shaped house, uh, church, and, um, and uh, in the conforming issue with zone. Okay. Yeah. Any other counselors? Anyone in the audience? Okay, seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 22-61, a majority votes required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Town Administrator's Report. 
Thank you, Mr. Chairman. So I have a couple of items tonight. Uh, the first one is a bylaw amendment on here, which has no action required tonight. The reason why the town attorney advised us that in lieu of the vote last week at the EDC on the new parking district, to essentially, this was the path of least resistance to convey to the public that the zoning bylaw 22880, which was approved at a first reading by the council, um, we could either bring it back and debate it and keep on going, uh, but he advised the town administrators to report um, for me to convey that this bylaw will essentially be tabled because in the bylaw that the EDC is going to bring to the council at their recommendation next week on October 5th, we'll have revised uh, section of that bylaw in the new one that's coming next week. So this essentially clears the table, if you will, clears the deck from an earlier proposal earlier this year. The EDC did vote uh, unanimously on the new parking regulations last week, um, and so that'll come up on October 5th. So. Um, I was asked to do it that way from the town attorney, so I did it. If anybody has any questions, certainly feel free. Do <laughs> you wonder why he asked me to do this tonight? Uh, you know, it's a little joke. Okay. Um, but more importantly, for town administrator's report, um, municipal aggregation. Um, these words might have been thrown around a little bit. Um, obviously, most uh, residents in town have heard the news from National Grid and Eversource. Um, that they expect a huge electricity rate increase in November. Um, but um, the good news for Franklin residents is that the 10 and a half cent rate that we got through the municipal aggregation program two years ago mm -hmm. is going to stay in effect for those residents in Franklin that are still in that program. Uh, all but I believe 600 properties or so, 600 residents or so are opted are, are in that program. Um, so the message to most people in town is uh, for this winter, uh, rest easy. Um, you have a rate that will carry you through the winter months of these price spikes. You will not be subjected to these price spikes. You will still see on your bill the 10 and a half cent rate that we negotiated two years ago. So um, don't all jump at joy at once. That's a really great message to everybody out there. Seriously, uh, for those that are really worried about this, and I know many of you have heard it because I've heard it from you and I've heard from a lot of people, uh, I am going to be making a talk on this uh, in a few weeks at the Senior Center. I think you're going to see us do additional outreach to individuals. I know Representative Roy has been talking about this as well to try to make sure people are well-educated in the community. Um, if you don't know what to do and you're confused, just go to franklinma.gov or call our office. Alicia, Julie, myself are all well-versed in this issue, and we are making and helping every citizen find out whether or not they're enrolled or not enrolled, um, and we'll give you the appropriate information and phone number to get that out. Um, and so please, just call our office. There's a link to municipal aggregation right on the homepage. Um, but, uh, you know, this is really excellent news uh, for the community. I even got an email this week from National Grid, um, unsolicited, um, confirming to me, um, which I already knew, but still to hear it from them, um, tell us that our citizens are still going to see that 10 and a half cent rate and we're not going to be subjected to these uh, huge price increases is a huge financial win uh, for every resident in town that's enrolled in that program. 
Um, I will say that if you are confused and you've seen people come to your door, uh, many residents have had suppliers come to their doors. They may have signed up for agreements. They may not know, they may not remember. Again, please just call our office. Um, our staff can help you uh, navigate through all that um, because we want this to be a, a, obviously a warm and safe and affordable winter for everybody in town. So, um, and then, uh, Mr. Chairman, last uh, bit of news, I had to do it. I knew you Chris, uh, zoom right in. Uh, the DPW is back in action at the Touch a Truck event on October 15th. Um, they're pulling out all the stops. Uh, they're gonna have the hydrant painting winners. Uh, they're gonna have some food down there. Um, and everybody and all the kids can hop in the vehicle. So on October 15th, <coughs> 10 to two at the DPW. Uh, it's funny that they have a rain date. You figure out if one agency that wouldn't have a rain date would be the DPW is prepared for everything. But, uh, but uh, the rain date will be on the 16th of October the next day. So uh, hopefully for, uh, families can show up at that and have a good time. Thank you very much. Uh, just one more thing you were going to uh, add to your town administrator's report. Uh, Gora Maple and Lincoln, there's a little school there. <laughs> How could I have forgotten? How could you have forgotten? Uh, you put that you wanna, in your report. You want to know why I forgot? Because Alicia and I went by today. Um, <laughs> they are working on it. Uh, the red brick schoolhouse, finally, the renovation of the exterior is getting done. Um, for folks that want to go up and take a peek, you can pull in the parking lot on the Maple Street side. They've already gotten rid of all the paint individuals can actually go up and see what real red brick looks like <laughs> as opposed to the paint. It actually looks great. They're doing a great job. Um, and I just encourage anybody that does walk by or look, um, all of the wood trim, all of the paint, all the doors, all of that is gonna get done as well. Uh, the crews are up there. They'll be up there for probably four or five, six weeks. I know a lot of people in town are interested to just see what it looks like because this has been a long, long time coming. Um, and uh, uh, I apologize for forgetting about that, uh, Mr. Chairman, because <laughs> I think I think you might have asked me to put it on. Uh, but um, just really exciting, really, really exciting. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> Councilor Jones had a question. I do, Mr. Chairman. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe during uh, Robert's rules, we have to vote to put the bylaw on 2280. We have to we have to vote to table. Yeah. Somebody yeah, that's what I was going to do that after oh, we okay. finish here. Because what we we voted it the last time yes. to move to a second reason. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. before we bring a new one back, we need to table that one. So that uh, I think that's what yeah. it's looking for. Okay. Councilor DeLorco. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Jamie, just because a lot of us have been getting calls about the electric, electrical bills. Just and. Yours is going up. They just want to know if they did. They have if they did nothing. They're in the program. Exactly. Correct. If they had to call to take it out, right? Yes. So I just they, a lot of people have been asking for asking me that. So I just want people to know if you did nothing, you're in the program. So, if you did nothing, you're you, paying ten and a half cents a <laughs> If you opt, if you opted out. Yeah. Or you had a signed up with a third party supplier. Mm -hmm. Those those agreements will be, you know, those, they'll be valid. So yeah. okay. um, 
There's a very easy website that's dedicated to just Franklin for colonial power. There's a dedicated number uh, that people can call. Um, I understand people probably still on check, but you were right. If the initial two years ago when this started, nobody did anything and didn't even know. Right. <laughs> Most people probably didn't even know what happened. Exactly. Right. They just saw a little savings in their yeah. bill, right, Council Chandler? Absolutely. You know, you 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 are in Rome. Okay. Just want to make that yep. <laughs> Thank you, Councillor Delarco. Councillor Plagueri. To follow up on Bobby, that was my question that I was going to ask. But now, to follow up on it, can people that opted out for it back then, can they get back into it for that 10.5? Absolutely. What they have to do? Yep, they can. Oh, I didn't know that. They can opt, yeah. So some people may have had like a third party supplier for a year. And then they went right back to basic rate on national grid. They have to then opt back into the system. Or if they opted out at one point, which some people did, it, yeah. it was a very low percentage of residents, but it was like four and a half percent of residents in town. Uh, four percent is very low. Um, they would have to then now go back and opt in. And they go to who? Uh, they can go right to the homepage, franklinma.gov. And it's right at the bottom. You can check it on your phone. Uh, municipal aggregation, for those that don't have the internet um, or are watching through uh, TV, just call our office and Alicia and Julie have been taking, we've all been taking the call. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people may be listening right now and they can look it up yeah. actually on their phone it's, right now. They can just Google uh, colonialpowergroup.com slash Franklin and the first thing on the page is just a button that says opt in and opt out. You oh, click well. it. Put in your information, and then within two months, you'll see your billing switch over. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. To do it now. Yeah, actually, you should. Yeah. It's a good message. Any other questions or comments from the council? Yeah, I would, just add, from I, would just, I would just add to that the urgency of, of doing it now. I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I think that over the six months, um it's the average resident will save like eleven hundred dollars like serious serious money yeah. uh by being in the municipal aggregation program so if you're in thank your government if you're not i'm going any other questions or comments for jamie okay we're going to go back to bylaw amendment 22-880, Chapter 170, Vehicles and Traffic, Article 4, Stopping, Standing, and Parking, Subsection 170-15, Parking Prohibitions and Limitations, and D, Parking Prohibited, Downtown Parking Map. I would entertain a motion to table this bylaw. So moved. Second. Motion and a second. Discussion on the motion. Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion. Uh, bylaw amendment. Uh, at the table, I don't think we, we need a roll call, but if you want to. Glenn hasn't had a chance to talk very much tonight. Let's make a roll call vote. So, call the roll, clerk. Full mail address. Yes. Jared. Yes. Chandler. Yes. Zillow. Yes. Delivery. Yes. Hamlet. Yes. Jones. Yes. Vice Chair. Yes. Nine zero tables. Thank you. 
Uh, and by the way, just so that people understand, at any time on any vote, any counselor can ask for a roll call vote. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on. Subcommittee reports. Uh, capital I don't think has met. Budget I know hasn't met. Economic development I believe has. <laughs> Um, yes, thank you, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Chairman. Actually, we discussed what um, the wages table, but before the Economic Development Committee, we had an Economic Development Plus Committee um, with the Franklin for All Steering Group, and um, we talked about our project timeline with um, Brian Tanner, and we'll be probably discuss, starting to discuss downtown housing zone density and um, inclusionary zoning, things like that in about November. But we do have a long list of things to cover. And then we also talked about the downtown parking. I think we came up with a really great plan. People will be really happy about. Um, and, and, um, and so I'm excited that we're gonna get to actually see it on the next, at the next meeting. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Hammond. Uh, any questions of Councilor Hamlin? Gatcher, anything? Councilor Bongello. Sure. Uh, Gatcher did meet uh, advisory board. Um, it's mostly about just reshuffling, meeting everyone. Uh, so nothing, nothing to report home uh, yet. But they will be coming, so keep an eye out for it. Uh, they will be coming to a senior office hours um, at some point in the near future, perhaps the next one. So just keep your eye out. Uh, for announcement of uh, specific GAFRA office hours where you can come and talk to uh, GAFRA representatives. Great. Thank you, Councilor Frangelo. Okay, moving on. Future agenda items. Councilor Sheridan. The uh, state flag. Okay, Councilor Frangelo. Uh, we, we talked about the state flag. I'm excited to talk about it with the. Uh, the representatives yeah. and then uh and then talk about steps forward from there. Councilor Hamlin. Nothing else to add, thank you. Councilor Cormier Ledger. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I know at one of our past meetings we talked about uh reviewing uh, zoning density. Is that on a future agenda? I believe so. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, it's gonna be handled at the EDC first. Then the EDC goes EDC. through all the housing recommendations and okay. then they'll make a recommendation on density to uh, to the full council. Do you have any idea where it is on their agenda? Uh, Brian and I just talked about that yesterday. We're looking at probably one of the November EDC meetings. If not, if not both, we'll have a discussion on it. Councilor Chandler. Through you, Mr. Chairman. Um, this isn't an agenda item, but maybe a quick um, note on the town administrator's report next time on um, an update on the Beaver Street Interceptor. I mean, it's a $35 million project. I don't know if it's gone up to bid. Just a quick update, please. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. By now, probably 35 plus. Mm -hmm. uh, just saying. Uh, Councilor Pelagri. Nothing at this time. Councilor Dillon. Councilor Dillon. Nothing at this time. Councilor Comments, Councilor Cormier-Ledger. Uh, <clears throat> thank you, Mr. Chairman. I just want to echo my 
uh, fellow councilors' support for putting the state flag discussion on a town council agenda. Um, also want to make residents aware, because it's certainly come up on uh, social media quite a bit, about a meeting happening on October 23rd uh, regarding the proposed apartment building at 237 Pleasant Street uh, for St. John's Episcopal Church. That is a community meeting. They're welcoming everyone to come and hear their plans and voice any concerns they might have about the apartments and the sale of that land that the church is proposing. That is at 630. Um, and it is at St. John's Episcopal Church in Franklin. Uh, there is information on um, various Franklin uh, social media pages if people are concerned. But um, also, I would tell folks, rather than complaining on social media or contacting us, it really uh, should be directed to the planning board uh, and the folks that are running that meeting uh, to voice your concerns. So thank you. Thank you, Councilor Cormier Legend. Councilor Chandler. I'm um, going to have nothing tonight. Quiet night. Quiet night. <laughs> Councilor Poigree. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, just want to say that I'm happy about the brick school and seeing it being done the way that it is. And ask through the chair um, do we have the same people that are going to be renting it now? Are they renting it, the robotics group? Yeah, they, they still have an active lease. It's year to year for, I believe, five more years. They have five five, five or six more one-year options. Okay, so, so they are they in there now while they're working outside on the building? They're not. They're not there, okay. Because that's what someone had said to me. I don't see anyone there. Are they still renting or yeah. opting to use it? So they are, but they're not there because of them working on the building. Exactly. We probably It'll probably be a couple months. Couple months anyway. Okay. You get a good deal already. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else, no, Councilor Poitier? Councilor Sheridan. Nothing this time. Councilor Frangillo. Say we're at the Harvest Fest uh, Saturday, twelve to five. Always a great time. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Councillor Hamlin. Oh, no, 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 you would never get that. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I just wanted to, um, I was going to say the Harvest Fest, see everybody down there um, on Saturday. It should be really a lot of fun. There's a lot of food this year, a lot of different foods up there, a lot of bands and um, fun things for the family to do. And an Oktoberfest, if you like beer. Um, I think most of us probably like that. Um, the Touch a Truck, the DPW, the, um, there's going to be some tractors there this year too, I think. So um, you could, uh, there should be the AgCom will have it, a couple of tractors there. There will be a um, cleanup at Del Carte on the 22nd of February, and the AgCom will be there with the, Con the Conservation Commission as well. So that should be a lot, there'll be some pumpkin things to do there. Um, and I would just like to wish everyone in the path of Hurricane Ian um, a safe night tonight and then the next week. And um, I think that's all I wrote down. So thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Hamlin. Councilor Jones. That's exactly what I was just gonna say, is God you know, send prayers to anyone in the path of um, this hurricane that's ripping its way through um, mid-Florida on the Fort Myers area and up into Tampa. I've got family down there. I know some people do as well too. So hopefully everyone's safe. 
Um, it's a pretty slow, pretty treacherous hurricane. I know Floridians are used to this kind of weather, but um, you know, 10 to 12 foot waves doesn't stop very enticing to me, I'm sure. But um, like said already, <clears throat> I'm really, really looking forward to the Harvest Fest uh, this weekend. Unfortunately, I watched the weather. It looks like Ian might be making our way through Saturday afternoon. Oh, no. Oh, no. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> knock on wood, um, Saturday afternoon. <laughs> There's a rain There is. Yeah. 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 No hurricane. Yeah. No hurricane. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be a great event. Hopefully, everything comes down. Um, I mean, just the just simple fact that we're having uh, everyone, COVID's passed away. People, we now have an opportunity for everyone to get together and have another community event, just like we had recently at the Cultural Festival. I'm looking forward to it and seeing everybody come up and join. Thank you, Councillor Jones. Councilor Delaco. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm worried about the people down in Florida. I'm actually close to buying a condo down in Naples, but maybe we'll go down after the hurricane, so I'm not going to put a bid on it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, let's uh, send the prayers out to them and hope they get to the uh, next uh, couple days. I do have relatives down there, but they say they're hanging on, so my prayers are with them. So um, that's it. See everybody at the Harvest Fest. I think uh, that's about it. We'll be back next week anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Councillor DeLarco. Uh, the only comment that uh, I think I'd like to make, and I know many people have spoken on the subject in the last uh, uh, two or three council meetings regarding the flag, uh, the state flag, and uh, I've had multiple discussions with our town administrator and uh, with our state legislators who are going to be here in council chambers on September 19th. And it will be the October 19th. And that is will be the perfect opportunity for the councilors, each and every councilor, mm -hmm. to express their views to the legislative legislative uh, body, as well as any uh, any resident that would like to uh, come that night, make a comment. They're more than welcome to make a comment. But I think because ultimately it is their decision, and it is in the works. Uh, but I think it's. They're the right people to be answering the questions uh, because really we don't have the answers to the questions and we will not be making those decisions. But we are able to get those people in front of us to ask those questions. So uh, that's how I foresee that coming, going forward. Uh, last item on the agenda is uh, there is a need for executive session. Uh, I do have to recuse myself from this executive session because of the content, so I will turn the gavel over to Councillor DeLarco. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Need, uh, we will be going to an executive session. We need a motion on considering the purchase and exchange of lease of value of the real estate property 
because an open meeting may have de detrimental effect on the negotiation negotiating position of the public body on Schmidt's farm Prospect Street. We will not come back into open session. Clerk, may we read the motion? Uh, thank you, Mr. Vice Chairman. This is a motion to go to enter into executive session for the per for the consider of purchase, exchange, lease, or value of real property because an open meeting may have a detrimental effect on negotiating positions of the public body in regards to Smith Farm and Prospect Street. It's a roll call motion. Mm -hmm. Second. Roll call vote. Clerk, will we do it? Yes. Sheridan? Yes. Chandler? Yes. Angelo? Yes. Flagry? Yes. Hamblin? Yes. Alan Jess, Vice Chair? Yes. Chair is. Motion passes. Yes. Good night, everybody. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.